This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast, where we're joined by Michael from the Every Step Along the Way podcast team for uh tonight's preview of saturday's away game versus stoke city so michael welcome welcome to the podcast thank you very much for having me mate you okay yeah i'm not too bad not too bad yourself yeah as i was saying before recording mate tired but i'm fine <laughs> yeah we, we we do this for the love of the game right so here we are sure do uh, <laughs> but speaking of the game let's let's get through it let's see what we can get through um I know we only played less than a month ago, but just just give us a brief recap of like how's your season going so far. Um, well, obviously a change in managers means it couldn't have gone too well, I guess up to now. Um, it, it's just it's just a shame, really, because I think earliest part of the season when everything kicked off, we were doing really well. I think Rotherham, we won four one first game of the season. Uh, we I think we beat Watford at home again the next home game. Everything was looking good. You know, a couple of games in we're second or third i think it was yeah. playing good football attractive football scoring goals not conceding everything was going you know perfectly to plan and i think as the season's gone on yes we've had a lot of injuries but who hasn't i just think the i think alex neil kind of lost his way and i think he lost a, a bit of trust in the in the players that we had through the door and unfortunately it's one of them you know it's like if the players lose faith in you your time's up and yeah I'm not surprised he went. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not surprised he went in the end, but um, maybe a little bit surprised at how soon he went to a certain extent, having signed what 18 players in the summer. So yeah, yeah, a bit a big recruitment drive for you to not last too long. But um, you've got Schumacher in now. So how how are those players fitting tactically with with the Stoke setup? And is, does it work with the players he's brought in, and they kind of fit in, or how is that working for you? You know what I think? The, I think the good thing is the players that we've kind of brought in haven't really been brought in by Alex Neal as such. Uh, we've kind of gone down, you know, the whole director of football type route um, of recent, which, to be honest, has been something the club have been absolutely slammed for in recent years, giving managers too much power. So we're seeing that, and the players who actually we we have in, I don't think we ever really doubted their ability. It was just 
Alex just wasn't getting the tune out of them. And, you know, Schumacher's come in and it absolutely transformed how we're playing. You look at training, the players are laughing and joking and having a great time. We're playing attractive football now. I mean, you guys saw us at your place, you know, one of his first games. That's not how we were playing for a good chunk of this season. It has completely transformed, not not necessarily the formation. I think, I think the formation's not really changed, but I think he's just given the players a new lease of life. And you know, Berger, for example, which um, is probably our star midfielder right now, is a different player. Like he is such a dangerous player, and he's just brought players like that to life again. Um, who I think probably were quite frankly having enough. It, it's quite um, different seeing how different managers do because we we've had something similar, obviously, uh, with Wayne coming in. He just trashed our club. We were doing really well again. Positive start to the season, uh, sitting in sixth place. He come in management. Um, man management skills zero and th- those players just didn't didn't want to play for him uh, and you could see that in the, the results they weren't getting behind the tactics that he was setting up and um, whether he was running training trying to teach them or not is stories that we, we don't really know um, but it, you have then like someone like Tony Mowbray come in who is then I know it's only been two games but the way he talks in interviews, he's got the fans going, okay, this is really good again. Um, and just seeing the the players, we I've been at the last two games, uh, Swansea and, and Hull for the replay, which was freezing. But seeing the way the team are playing on that pitch is completely different. They're putting everything in. Um, back got injured towards the end of the game the other day. He was struggling a bit. I think under Rooney, they're just going off and then they're probably not returning for six to eight weeks just because mm, it might be something and they didn't want to play where he was like no straight back on and they managed around him so uh, hopefully I understand what you're saying about the the Schumacher coming in and changing that but like you what see, sort of formation is he playing that's that's the he's playing like a four two three one typically mm-hmm. um very quickly becomes four three three and it's an attacking uh, stance as as we know with that formations, which you know he's very much like in your face, high pressure. You'll run around for ninety minutes. If you're not, you'll know about it. Um, mm. He is a minimum demands hundred percent effort. Like I said, yeah. which I know you should think, well, that's you know you pay thousands a week, you should do that. But we yeah. all know that we've seen players you can clearly tell aren't trying. Um, yeah. I think that was the main difference. Like I said, you know, we start a season, everyone's playing for him. You see this lull. And you see the players just absolutely not giving a crap. That, to put it very simple, that, that's yeah. what it was. And then he comes in and, again, transforms. I think the situation, with, like I say, with you and Rooney, um, I think the problem is that when the owners did that, obviously the players clearly liked uh, John Eustace, obviously. Yeah. So to do that, probably Rooney probably had never had a chance. I never rated him anyway. I think he's a joke of a manager. I really do. Um, him, Gerard Lampard. Without their names, they wouldn't be anywhere near these clubs. Yeah, and I think that's all it was about. So it's a shame about Eustace. Yeah, just because you're a good player does not make you a good manager. There's a lot more Absolutely to it. Not. Um, and it was very bad. Like that is, I've been a Birmingham City fan for a long time. I've been and watched lots and lots of games, and I've seen a lot of dire football under our football club. But that his management and the games we were playing were up there with some of the worst I've ever seen. And 
it it wasn't getting any better. We'd have like a twenty minute spell in a game where we looked really good, um, and then it just all fell apart again. We'd we'd go like two or two nil up or three nil up or something, and then throw it all away. So it's like us a few weeks back. There was no fight. I mean, I said to Dan on, on you know we the podcast with. I was like, the way you beat Birmingham, just just run at them, put a bit of pressure on, they'll fold like a pack of cards. And that is yeah. genuinely exactly what happened. Yes, we took our chances well, but we barely had to work to beat you the other week. And yeah. I think with Mowbray, I think the one thing you've got, you've got a manager who will demand respect. And yeah. I think you'll pull away from where you are now, I really do. You've got a decent manager in, and then next season, hopefully, hopefully push on again. Yeah, I, I was looking at the stats actually from our Boxing Day game, and even though it ended three-one, shots very, very similar amount of shots, shots on target very, very similar. Possession was fifty-one to forty-nine. Like the passing was very similar. So you were just clinical, and that's what we've been lacking a lot of. Um, someone to score goals. We've always fundamentally relied on one person to score goals, and that's what we've done. But this season we've got. Dembele kicking in, Stansfield, um, Jordan James scoring goals, Koji, Miyoshi getting a bit like our front line is quite good um, when they're playing the right football for them. And you're right about getting in our face, especially under Rooney, that they just didn't want the ball. Um, no. And it, it was as simple as that. So putting them under pressure when someone don't want the ball, they're giving it away and just kicking it where under Mowbray we've seen them passing it around and that those same defenders look a lot more solid again all of a sudden um, because he's also playing front foot football so I think it's going to be quite a interesting tactic game whether he comes in and does that uh, he mentioned in the press conference today that maybe we do a slight adjustment to certain teams whether that means maybe sitting offers a little bit more against you guys we, we don't know but um, Schumacher's fundamentally known for being a tight defensive line anyway as needs but then i was looking at your your goals you've scored recently you haven't really scored that many goals uh in last last five, five games so that's a promising sign from us you're not really conceding goals but if we can maybe take some of the chances that we can get then we can come out um in terms of like um what players you think will push us to the limit? Obviously, you've mentioned one already. Is is there anybody else that we should be almost so? I think you should be probably worried about the likes of Ryan May or May, however you want to pronounce his name. No one has actually decided how his name is meant to be pronounced. Uh, but I'd say he's probably someone to watch now, not because he's gonna go and skin you and. Have a chance calling it a hat trick. He doesn't do that. He, he's one. Well, if you like, think about Harry Kane, he comes short, lays the ball off, and spins. That's basically his game. I mean, again, against you, remember that flick that he did around the corner? Yeah. That That's him. And he's, he's physical. He can finish. Um, but you're not going to find him probably in the 18 yard box with the his feet ready to take a shot. That's not how it's going to happen. So I'd say Ryan is definitely one to watch for that. I think if I think if you keep him quiet and you stop him playing, we might find a little bit at times difficult to kind of manoeuvre. So I'd say he's definitely one to watch. Now, Lewis Baker, who's been out injured for us for a while, I'm not sure if you saw the free kick uh, the other day that he did against Rotherham. One of the best free kicks you're going to see in the Championship in terms of pinpoint accuracy. Like It's yeah. just one of them where about 20 yards out, bent it, top corner, 
keeper's got no chance. But he's been coming in and Baker's a great player when he's on form. You know, he will run that midfield with Wouterberger. Uh, and again, it's whether you're going to be able to keep Berger, Baker, Vidigal, who is, as, as you've seen, is clinical when he gets a chance. Yeah. So one thing about him, he might not run the game, but if you give him a chance 16, 18 yards out, he's probably yeah. going to score. So we've, I think the good thing is I can turn around and say we've got a number of players to be worried about. It just depends on whether you can keep them all quiet. I think that's that's one of the main things. But at the same time, our home form, I mean, pre-Schumacher, obviously, it hasn't been great at all. Yeah. Um, so we're not quite firing at home yet, which might work to your advantage. I mean, we're, we're not firing away either, so it, it, it doesn't very much. <laughs> that's a nil-nil, but, isn't it? <laughs> it's a nil-nil draw all day, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it's... With the, the, I think the midfield is going to be quite interesting as to how we line up um, versus you, whether we go for the on the front foot attacking and and try and counter and really make it a midfield battle. Um, your strikers can finish, our strikers can finish, and it's just seeing how that that work. Do, do we set up as the away side to defend a little bit more and allow you to do that attacking, or do we really take it to you and? See how it, you know, are. I would probably say to you, come at us because if you do get that first goal, the one thing we've not been able to do, and this is not just this year, this is for a few years. If we go one nil down at home, we cannot break teams down because if you get that one goal and you put two banks of four behind it, we yeah. never, and I'm not saying just like once or twice, we never come back from that. I don't know what it is, it's a mental block or pressure from the home fans or whatever it is. But that's probably the concern for me. If we go one nil down, we might struggle to bring it back because yeah. it's it's a shame. But that that's just how it is. I did, I just said that was the same as Birmingham have been for a long time. Uh, we've we've actually seen in Tony Mowbray's last first and only two games, we've scored ninety five and ninety four minute goals. Um, one one to bring the draw, one to one to get the win. So uh, they're they're really fighting to the end. Um, and pushing on and as a fan base we're not really getting to a point where we think oh we're not we're not going to score now where under Rooney we were expecting three nil loss most games if if you ask most fans um but it's a a solid point that he's brought in with um the the mentality that he's changed so uh just fight to the end keep going and, and see where we can get to uh talking about mentality uh what is like the fans mentality of of your side coming into this how are you feeling about coming to blues you know what i think every stoke fan will expect us to win the the way that schumacher's transformed is we don't get new manager bounces ever we've had what five or six managers have lost count in the last few years and they never come in. They don't win games. They lose a lot. We haven't lost under Schumacher yet. Um, I mean, we're not going to count the cup against Brighton. I think we, we played it half a second string. It's Brighton. We played a full strength. So, yeah. whatever. We're not counting that. So, in terms of the league, like he's he's inspired everyone. I think again, he, he's got the team fighting. And like like you say, you know, you don't have to be the best team in the league. You don't have to have the best players. But if you've got a bunch of players that are going to fight for you, every fan will take it. You ain't going to win them all. But again, he leaves everything on the pitch. He's got, he's a nice guy. Like his interview, he's one of the nicest managers I've I've seen in terms of like press conferences and 
his mannerisms and the training when you watch it. Um, so you're going to find that the fans are coming into this expecting a win, which is another reason why if you can get in our faces and go 1-0 up and frustrate us, the Stoke fans turn very, very quickly. You'll see, you'll see it turn, but not to the point where they'll be booing. There'll be absolute silence in the stadium. So, um, again, you like, talk about how to get at it. Oh, sorry, say again. Uh, you'll only hear the Blues fans singing. That that'll be the way the the away support we have is quite loud when they want to be. So our our away support is fantastic. I think that's just goes to most clubs, isn't it? Great away yeah. support, but at home it, it's like a morgue at times. Like you, yeah. if you think back to how good we our fans were. I mean, we were like physically we were the loudest ever, weren't we? When we when we got raised, we're probably yeah. one of the quietest now. But away from home, we're amazing. Like I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's it's the proper fans all in one area. That's that's what it is. The the away fans are <laughs> hardcore um, people. This time of year without shirts on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, just the way it goes sometimes, isn't it? That's that's football, I guess. Uh, let's let's start wrapping it up. What's your what's your score predictions of the game, and what what sort of game do you think it will be? Uh, I keep going back and forth with this. I'm going to predict a win because it's wrong. If I can't come on a podcast and predict the team to lose, especially when we haven't lost yet. So I'm going to go 2 1 Stoke. I think we'll go, I think we'll go 1 0 up. You'll pull it back. Uh, Stansfield will, will get a goal for you and uh, we'll, we'll nick it towards the end. I think it will be a close run game. I think it'll be very hard for. There won't be much given away. I do think probably one Achilles heel that you probably should try and take advantage of is corners. We're very laps at corners. We've conceded so many from set ple- some from set pieces, corners, long balls, etc. Et if you take advantage of them, you'll nick it. And you know, I think one thing I would say is you talked about where you should come at us and, and sit back. Yeah. We win more games with without possession than we ever do with it. So I think actually, if you let us have the the ball, if we don't make the breakthrough, we might get frustrated. Whereas if you come at us. Yeah. At the same time, like that will open up gaps and we'll hit you, hit you with the pace that we have got. So it's going to be such an interesting game. I, I do think both teams are going to score, but as a Stoke fan, I'm going to say we're going to nick it. So and you'll say yeah. the other way around, which is fine. <laughs> I I think and I hope we'll have a reverse of the Boxing Day picture, three one Blues. Oof. Um And I that's hopeful. I really am. I am one of those <laughs> fans. Um, but. We've been creating really good chances. Um, we should have been four or five up against Swansea at half time. We had some good chances against Hull. We're just not scoring them at the moment. I think with the confidence of that win from Hull, even if, if it was a cup game or not, that that confidence is really going to push them forward. I think if we can, if we can break the deadlock, I think things might come flowing. And I don't think Tony Mowbray will sit back on a one mm. or a two nil. If we go up, then I think he'll he'll go for it and really try and prove a point. So I'm optimistic, but we'll see. It's going to be a really good game either way. I think it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a battle, but we're both predicting goals, which is a, a good thing. So it's going to be nil nil. It's absolutely nailed on nil nil. Now we've done that. <laughs> yeah, it's we're going to have the most boring game anybody ever have seen. No but, shots on target from either side. Yeah. Yeah, just passing it around the midfield. Just that's a really good midfield battle, though. Yeah. Um, 
Michael, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you could just let us know where we can find you guys uh, in in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So if you search on obviously every step along the way, you'll get it on Spotify, Apple, Google, every possible place that you can get your podcast. It's available everywhere there. Um, but yeah, no, look, I really appreciate you having me on, mate. It's uh, it's interesting. The good thing is we'll be speaking again next season because you'll definitely be in the league, as will we. So we're okay now. But um, yeah, let's hope we both have better seasons next year, right? Eh? Yeah, and hopefully we we have nice solid starts and then uh, ends even, and then come around to next year really having a having a go at each other where we got tactics in place and more than a month's worth of knowledge, uh, <laughs> yeah, to base, base our foundations on. But um, thank you, Michael, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Blues fans, you can find us as always on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Give us a follow. The chat doesn't end here. If you want to let us know your score predictions in the comments, uh, we're happy to see what people are thinking. Is anybody as optimistic as me? Who knows? But um, for now, I've been your host, Kieran. Thank you for today's preview. And as always, keep right on. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go. Your mates are already booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.